<laughs> Look at this meme. What do you think? It's so funny. What even is that? How is that funny again? Just, just read it. Don't try to truly understand what it means. So then what's the point of not understanding the meme and just read? It's like saying just eat the food, but don't taste it. No, no. So what I mean is, well, you see, that's the beauty of memes. They're straightforward, but there are almost always hidden meanings behind the context of the graphics and or the texts. In the meme culture, the context of the memes are blurred out or hidden with other connotations of sorts. Some people may find it offensive, confusing, or sometimes, unfortunately, straight up not funny. So then, when does the joke end? How do people know if it's just a joke or if there is hidden meanings or agenda behind it? Um, well, simple answer, the internet will find something else to make fun of. For example, a meme that is dying out at the time of recording this episode is the Amogus memes and other memes related to that viral game um, Among Us. Mm -hmm. It had its time and now the internet has moved on to greener pastures. But whether people know if it's a joke or not, well then, if you think it's a joke, then it'll be a joke. If it's not, it's entirely up to you. Different memes can be interpreted in different ways. It's easier and funnier if you're a member of the clique of the meme, if that makes any sense, because it would be entirely different if you aren't. So then, does that mean even an offensive meme would be considered as quote-unquote funny if it's being shared by a specific clique? Because based on my observation, right, I realized that there are quite a lot of offensive or sexual memes being passed around in the memes community mm -hmm. that blew up when the coronavirus hit. And I'm not sure if we can blame it on COVID entirely. Mm -hmm. Well, but on the other hand, I guess it's quite understandable that people became more horny due to the situation, you know, like being in the lockdown for quite some time can get to you. Yeah. So um, what do you think? Does it explain the rise of hyper-sexualized memes on the internet? Pretty much. Um, it has something to do with us being deprived of another person's touch, particularly when the pandemic hit and we were all shunned to our houses for quarantine. You know, there were no hookups, no one-night stands, no intimacy, no nothing. Nada. Zilch. Felt right? that. <laughs> yeah, I think we all felt that. So it goes against the inherent nature of being wanted or belonged. With that in mind, when we see something that is remotely stimulating, we get overly excited, if you catch my meaning. Yes, in my encounters, uh, I have seen some memes that are inherently sexual. Uh, though I wouldn't necessarily put them all into the same category. Like for example, there are a few memes, there are a few sexual memes that, um, that are just quite bizarre that makes me go what the fuck are you trying to say here um but there are also some sexual memes that have 
somewhat wholesome intent in a sense that it's banter, it's nice banter between a boyfriend and a girlfriend, for example. Uh, one thing I can, one meme I can think of this wholesome sexual memes would be the uh, there's this one meme about a like Doge with a bat and you're doing something wrong and then pop he smacks you with a with a bat and says go to horny jail. Okay, here's the thing. So then, what about before the pandemic? Were people always uh, sexually aroused? Well, yes. All right, let, let me explain. Um, so before the pandemic, these sexualized memes were not really well known to the public, right? And I'm when I say back then, I really mean back then, like in the 2000s. Um, and what I mean by public is the ordinary people who don't regularly consume memes, um, normies, you know, mm -hmm. if, if that makes any sense. But that does not mean it wasn't popular at all, right? It was, it was but just a little less widespread to everyone. I'm not sure if you have heard this thing called the rules of the internet, but there is this one particular rule called rule 34 that states if anything exists, there is porn on it. No exceptions. Wait, what? How did you know this, dude? This is actually my first time hearing it. You see? Exactly my point. How I know or why I know is not important here okay but what i'm trying to say is that it's popular even before the pandemic happened okay but wait if that's the case if rule 34 states that if anything exists there is porn on it right so then what what about what about something innocent like kids cartoon for example like spongebob or upin ipin for example Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. Porn for everything, dude. No. I need a moment. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> shocking. Shocking. I know. But porn on the internet has been a thing ever since the 2000s. Finding porn on the internet is so easy to find that some people have started memes on making an NSFW speedrun, which is when people try to find material for a certain character that is not safe for work in the shortest time possible, you know, making fun of the fact that it's ridiculously easy to find what you're looking for if you know what to use. But that is ridiculous. But here's the thing. That's generally on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Which means it's universal. But what about here? Like specifically here in Malaysia? What about it? Like what kind of sexualized memes circulate in Malaysia? Ah. Mm. So there are innuendos that Malays use. Like some you know, phrases and words such as Tada isi or tada lau, kayu papan, kerang, curry puff, and so on and so forth. Okay, you just told me like this. I, why, I, I don't get why these particular phrases are, are you know, are sexual. What do they mean exactly? Well, to put simply, um, 
it's just a reference to a part of the human body. So, for example, that isi or that the lao refers to a woman's body parts. Oh, okay. Like they're lacking the goods. Right. We don't do body shaming in this house, by the way. This is just purely for references. Period. Oh, okay. So I get it. So that's what it means. Personally, I've never been exposed to Malaysian side of memes, so. I'm more inclined to believe that memes are a neutral playing field. They are a neutral form of communication. In the same way that perhaps a knife is neutral. It depends on the user and how they wield it. If you stab a guy, yes, that's bad. But if you use it to cut maybe your onions for dinner, then yeah, you're using it for good. So in the same way, I think that sexualized memes would certainly be kind of a neutral form of communication. It depends on what context you're using for. Are you trying to degrade or even sexualize women to a disgusting degree? Then yeah, that's certainly problematic. But if it's used in a wholesome way if it's used in a place where perhaps the exchange is consented maybe if you send it to your girlfriend and if she finds it funny if you, that's the kind of banter that you have between boyfriend and girlfriend then yeah sure why not it's certainly a good way for you to it's certainly a nice way for you to have fun banter together so yes i believe it should be looked on into a more neutral case-to-case basis and what's important is certainly questions of consent and the questions of whether the person receiving or posting it or even looking at it comfortable with the kind of content that you're looking at yeah the thing is most of the memes that i am exposed to are memes that are there on the internet mainly on the western side of the planet but whatever it is i think that given the context like i said memes are universal you know universal in the sense that people know why it is meme okay i i get what you mean but can you tell me more or give me something to exemplify or visualize what you meant by sexualized memes okay uh Bear with me, Kia, um, and to our dear listeners, because this may take a while. So an example, um, just an example. There is this new craze, right, amongst gamers uh, back back in 2020, um, when the teaser for the game Resident Evil 8 Village came out. And that is the tall vampire mommy GF meme. I... Well, I saw the trailer too, and I kind of get what they're what they're excited about. Yeah, so I saw this video on YouTube by uh, this channel called uh, Lessons in Meme Culture, and here's what he had to say about it. So this meme is a combination of several generations of of meme elements that formed a symbiotic relationship. It blew up within the gaming community, which then led to this meme blowing up on the internet. The this collective thirst for a video game character was last seen in 2018 with the debut of the Bowsette meme, which is the female version of Bowser in the Mario universe. It marks this continuous tidal lust within the internet. A theme that this meme features is, pardon my words, the Big Mommy Milkers uh, meme, which was born out of calling breasts extremely bizarre and overly complicated phrases. Based on what you told me, it sounds like people have quite 
quite a severe mommy issues. Um, yeah, I guess um, you're not wrong to assume that. But also to add on to that, another theme that this meme features is the mommy GF meme, which um, expresses the slightly Oedipus-like desire expressed by many who want a girlfriend. They want someone that is overly caring and doting, just like a mother. Mm-hmm. And in the end of the of the t- of the teaser, the vampire in question, uh, Lady Dimitrescu, grabs the player by the throat, and of course, the internet being the internet, people also express their desire and arousal for someone to step on them and you know take control of their life. You know, or perhaps everyone is extremely horny due to our circumstances. And somewhat disturbing and submissive too. But who am I to judge? (laughs) Yeah, but okay, so the point I'm trying to make is that people are lonely no matter where they are. In Malaysia, the memes that I see most of the time usually make fun of the uh, Malay rumpit couples or make fun of the Malay virgin for being lonely and simping for a girl or wanting a girlfriend. But that's not exclusively in Malaysia. That happens everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But of course, Malay rumpit since it relates to the Malaysian culture. Alternatively, these memes that I see within the Malaysian meme culture is that these memes portray women as sexual objects. Of course, as a joke, but still quite alarming to see, if yet it's normalized. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So, like I said the other day, culture is the way we reflect with the impact the world has on us. Memes are an art form. Some memes are great, some aren't. Memes gives us a means to relate with what is happening in the world, but with humor. And in some sense, they try to make issues sound a little lighter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or it depends on the choice of word they use or who the OP tries to direct the memes towards. Well, those kinds of memes are what they called as shitposts, which are posts that are um, aggressive, ironic, and made in poor quality to derail discussion, usually done to elicit the biggest reaction using the least amount of effort possible but that's an entirely different topic but what you're saying is that memes are funny but they are not funny without reason Mm -hmm. they have a meaning behind it sometimes it's obvious sometimes it's hidden behind layers of context yeah memes are unique aren't they it's ambiguous nature to be constructed and consumed in multitude of ways. But what you said about how women are portrayed is interesting. Can you explain more on what you mean by that? So in memes, there are different templates. Mm-hmm. All right. So each template portrays different messages and some templates have characters that mean something. For example, the Chad versus Virgin memes portray one side or party as being more superior than the other. Women in some templates have two modes or styles, one being basic, boring, and conservative, 
and the other being sexually promiscuous and titillating. Other templates portray women to serve a purpose for the meme. It really depends on the template. That must be a lot of templates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For example, if it's a meme poking fun at the left, then the woman in question or the person in question would fit the stereotypical description of a woman that subscribes to the left or a person that subscribes to the left. But not only do memes objectify women, it also depicts men as sexless and horny beings that are lonely. Especially the templates that paint men as virgins and losers. Ah, maybe that's why the, you know, the simp memes became popular and common nowadays. And frankly, it's quite sad. Like, everyone can become a target to be turned into memes. Well, I guess that makes it fair and square. I would consider memes to be a form of intellectual exchange. This includes memes with content that's rather shitposty or even memes talking about topics that are of intellectual stimulation. This is because, and I quote this meme researcher, name is Dr. Limo Schiffman. She likens memes to a form of postmodern folklore. So previously, when we look at folklore, the oral traditions that are being passed around to true societies, we could have a look and understand that certain societies' uh, norms, how they lived, what they thought about, uh, what was important to them through the folklore that's being spread around. So, so now what we have through memes is a form of documented postmodern folklore which transcribes or rather inscribes itself the traditions and the values and the interests of our current society. So whether they are just created for entertainment per se or whether they are trying to reflect a important issues, they are still encapsulating things and virtues of our current society. And it's, it's, it's pretty much inscribed in stone in the same way that cavemen inscribe their stories through cave paintings. So yeah, there are certainly a huge, huge potential for memes to be researched and evaluated through an intellectual perspective. Yeah, the beauty of prejudiced equality. I guess the good news now is that we are aware of the darker side of meme culture, that it's not just all fun and, ga and, fun and games behind it. The bad news is that, sadly, many people would still succumb into these without ever realizing or questioning how fucked up the meme side of the internet can be. That's why kids stay woke. Gotta stay woke indeed. It's 69.9 FM and we'll play one more song before we end our transmission for today. See you on air next time. Enjoy and good night.